As we're preparing for the high holidays during this month of Elul, we examine ourselves before the Lord. And our goal is to put our hearts into a condition where we're really open to God and where we make things right with him. And as we do this, we will experience God's redemptive power and we will also see his ability to restore and to reconcile. And not only are we restored to him during this time, but we are restored to others as well. It's a powerful time. And even at Yom Kippur, when we are confessing our sins, we understand that we have to make things right with people too. And so I encourage you, use this time to to seek reconciliation. We will have times of prayer between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur during the 10 days of awe when we will be praying for healing of relationships, for reconciliation, and for restoration as well. This is also a time to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness to us and to respond by being faithful to him. Now, I want to start our Bible study tonight by reading one of Yeshua's parables, which examine four different kinds of responses to the Lord. And so we're going to start reading in Luke chapter 8, verse 4. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Yeshua from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some of the seed fell on rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. And still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And when he said this, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now here's the funny thing. What if that's was the whole message. Can you imagine if I started speaking like this? It could be enjoyable. It'd be shorter for me. At least the message part. But you'll notice something. Yeshua said this, and he finished his statement with, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And he's, he's using a phrase that appears over and over again in the scriptures, he's acknowledging something that there is a spiritual ability to listen, to hear and to take notice of what's being said. But it's possible to actually have those kinds of ears, those kinds of spiritual ears, and not even use them. And so he taught in a parable, a mishal in Hebrew, by telling this story, And then he didn't explain it. He just told the story. And his disciples did not understand what was said. So afterwards, in verse 9, they came to him and they asked what the parable meant. And he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in Mishalim, or parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. And he was quoting Isaiah. Who said those words. And then he gave them the explanation. He said, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Okay, so here's the first test question. What is the seed? 
Okay, you're doing well. <laughs> Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then Hasatan comes and takes away the word from their hearts. Where was the word sown? In their hearts. And where is the word taken from? Their hearts, okay? So that they may not believe and experience salvation. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. Now, what I want you to do is just take notice that each one of these groups of people or kinds of people hear the word. Do you see that? You might even circle the word here in your Bible or underline it if you're taking notes. Just write that word here. When a word is repeated in the scriptures, especially in a short passage, it's repeated for a reason to draw our attention to it because it's a key idea. So all of these people here, they all hear the word, but they have different responses to the word. And then he concludes. Let me just... Read verse 14 again and then go to 15. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil. Say that phrase, seed on good soil. Stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Now you'll notice something. All of these kinds of people hear the word. Is that clear? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know you are. So they all have the same initial condition. They're in a place where they're hearing the word of God. Their response to the word is different. Now, you'll notice that only one of these groups actually produces fruit from the word that was sown in their life. Which is that group? The good soil people. The seed that falls on good soil. And what is their condition? What's the condition of their heart? They have a noble heart? And a good heart or a pure heart? In in Hebrew... The word for noble is a little different than you might think. It's, it's based on the word yeshar, which means straight. They have a heart that goes straight. It doesn't turn off to the right. It's not bent in this direction. It's a straight heart. And so they have ears to hear, and what do they do? What's, they listen, but didn't everybody listen? But... They retain. Do you see that the other ones receive the word, but they don't retain the word? The word prematurely bursts forth in people. Now, I have to tell you as a rabbi, I like enthusiastic responses from people. And I like quick responses from people. 
But Yeshua is telling us that there are times when people are enthusiastic and they don't last. And when people are quick in responding, but they don't last. So you could almost compare that last group to the, to the tortoise in the famous uh, fable of the tortoise and the hare. This is the one that just keeps going. They keep going. The other ones stop. Some stop because of times of testing, times of difficulty. Have you ever been in a time of testing? So you know how tempting it is to stop, right? When things get difficult, you throw up your hands, you want to give up. But if you give up, you'll never produce the fruit of the word that's sown into your heart. Some have the word snatched out of their hearts by the adversary, by the one who, who, who pressures them and accuses them and accuses God to them. I have noticed this. Many people uh, in times of difficulty start accusing God or they receive accusations against God. Well, if God is good and if God is true, why is this terrible thing or this hard thing happening? I would point you in the direction of uh, this week's Torah reading about curses and blessings to understand that, that some blessings are available to us, but the price to get them is very high. It has to do with staying straight with God and not veering off. And sometimes we veer off and God in his mercy brings us back, but we may have sacrificed blessings. We may have lost opportunities because of what we have done. So they listen, they retain, they keep hold of, and then they persevere to produce a crop. How many of you have felt like giving up on something today? Did anybody... Today, I'm only talking about today. Let's see a show of hands. You know, honest folk, all of them. Okay, so... Yeah, I had a few experiences today. I went to the gym after a week off. You know what they say, seven days away from exercise makes one week. That's terrible. I've been waiting all day to say that. <laughs> you just got it. But I was doing something and I just felt weak and I wanted to give up. And I remember thinking, if that guy wasn't here right now, I would leave. I would give up. I would just give up. Sometimes knowing someone has eyes on you is all it takes to keep going. So we all can identify with these feelings of wanting to give up. But let's ask another question, not about giving up, but about persevering to produce a crop. It raises another question, what kind of crop? Yeshua doesn't actually say what kind of crop, but he says they'll bring forth a crop. And that that should be something that becomes very interesting to us. The word of God has power like seed. It can be sown and then it can grow up. And when it grows up, it produces a crop. Now, let me tell you a simple way to, to understand this. Seed brings forth according to its what? Its kind. That's right. So if you sow corn, you're not going to get tomatoes. How many have had experience that confirms this? 
So you know that seed brings forth its kind. So when the word of God is sown into our hearts, it will bring forth fruit if we persevere, if we hold on to it, if we have a noble and pure heart. And the fruit that it brings will be like the seed of the word itself. So let me give you just two examples. If the word that's being sown into our hearts is about faith, then the crop that seed will bring forth is faithfulness. It will produce faithfulness in us if we let it grow to maturity. If the word that we hear is about hope, then the crop is going to be about hopefulness. So when you receive the word and it grows up in you, it produces what it was, what it's like. So that, that leads to another question. What has the Holy Spirit been speaking to you about? Because that's the crop he wants to bring forth in your life. I love what the book of Revelation says so many different ways, or so many different times. It says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the congregations of Messiah. Not just to individuals, but to congregations. The Holy Spirit does speak to individuals. Don't get me wrong. He does speak to us one-on-one, but he also speaks to us as a community. And the way that you can even nurture the word that's being sown in your own life is by sharing with one another what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about and comparing that with others. And one of the ways that you know you're in the right place is the word that's being sown is useful to you because it can bring forth a crop that you need or that you're committed to bring. One of the reasons for being a member of a Messianic synagogue is because you want to bring forth a crop of a certain kind, the revival of the Jewish people and the restoration of the Jewish people to God through Messiah Yeshua. And so if you want to bring forth that crop, you're in the right field to work in. If if you want to bring forth another kind of crop, you might be in the wrong field. So the fields are planted with seed and we need to be committed to the seed that's being planted. That's what it means to let the seed of the word grow up in us and develop to maturity. Now I want to turn to just one one verse in this week's Torah portion, Parshat Kitavo. I want to look at One verse, actually it's a fragment of a verse that has three phrases that are connected to what we've been talking about. It's Deuteronomy 29.4. And it says that having seen all the wonders that God has done, nevertheless, the people have not received from God a changed heart or a changed spiritual condition, if you will. And there are three qualities that are identified here. The first one is a heart to perceive. Lev leda'at, which also means a heart that knows. The second is eyes to see. So these are eyes that see something in the spirit, and then ears to hear. And when it uses the word hear in Hebrew, lishmoah, It's not just speaking about the act of hearing, as we know, but hearing and then doing. So Moses is telling the children of Israel that their condition needs to change 
because their hearts aren't ready to perceive. Their eyes don't see and their ears don't hear. And you know, we can be like this too. In fact, as we're preparing for our Lord, we want to examine in what ways are we dull of hearing, slow to hear, or in what ways do we receive the word and then lose the word? I don't know about you, but we live in an oversaturated media age, and it's possible to hear one word Monday, another word Tuesday, another word Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and by Saturday you can't remember five of the words that have preceded. And you lose every one of them. So Yeshua is not impressed by that kind of quantity because that means we heard the word and it was snatched or we heard the word and it was crowded out. Better to hear a little and then to act on it, to take it to heart and let it grow. So we can be in this condition where we have ears, but we don't hear. We don't take notice of what God is communicating. We don't take it to heart. We don't meditate on it. We don't turn it over and over again in our hearts and minds, and we don't try to apply it. There's that special kind of listening to the Spirit of God. Have you been hearing what the Spirit is saying these days? I want to encourage you to listen all day. Listen for the still small voice. Listen as you read the scriptures. Listen as you're in the service. Listen as you walk along the way. Listen as you're doing things. I want to tell you about a very simple and small experience I had this week that touched me and was important to me. A few days ago, it was Sandy's birthday, my wife's birthday, and I wanted to do something nice for her. And so I took her out to lunch because she wanted onion soup. And she knows I can't make onion soup that's worth eating. (laughs) So after that, we got home, and I felt like there was more to do. She needed to take a rest because she had had physical therapy for her shoulder. And I wanted to do something nice for her birthday, but, you know, with her shoulder and the physical therapy and all it takes to recover, I wasn't really sure what to do. And so I didn't do anything. I didn't make any plans at all. But I had it in my heart to do something, but I hadn't done anything. I don't know if you've ever been in this condition. You have it in your heart to do something, and then time goes by and nothing's happened. All the men can say, I know what you're talking about, Rabbi. (laughs) But it really was in my heart, and so I tell you what I did. I brought it before the Lord, and I said, Lord, you know what's in my heart. I want to do something more but it's too late to plan anything. And everybody's so busy and this and that. And I, I prayed and I opened my heart and I tried to listen to the Holy Spirit. And then let me tell you what happened. At different times, people started sending me text messages on my cell phone saying, is it all right if we stop by after work? We have something for Sandy. And so I took this message from different people I said absolutely come just don't come before five o'clock and so when I said yes to those people I also decided I know what I can do I can feed them when they come isn't that simple and I had done one act of planning I had ordered grater's ice cream from Cincinnati 
which is maybe the best ice cream with chocolate swirled in it in the world. Graters. I'm promoting graters right now. (laughs) And so I had five kinds of graters ice cream plus Ben and Jerry's pistachio pistachio. Well, six kinds of ice cream. And I had planned to have an ice cream party, but I hadn't planned anybody else besides the two of us to eat it. And really, that's too much ice cream for two people. I'm not saying we couldn't. I'm just saying we shouldn't. (laughs) And so we had a little ice cream party in addition to the other things. Now, this may seem really too simplistic to you, but it was, it was a perfect example for me of having a need and having something in my heart, not being able to attain it myself and coming to the Lord and just saying, Lord, what to do? And him giving me not just a good plan, but a perfect plan. It was, it was really wonderful. And you might say, well, you, you need to hear about something much more important or difficult than a party. You know, and you could say, well, Rabbi, if you just planned this, you know, three days earlier, you wouldn't even have to seek the Lord. But I want to tell you something. It's, it's not that I don't agree with you, but I, I want to tell you that we can practice listening to the Lord at any time about anything. And that's why I bring it up. I don't want us to think that hearing what the Spirit is saying is reserved for only the most important things or the hardest things. Many of you know the time in my life back in the 80s when I was seeking God earnestly about the future. Should I stay in business or in radio or should I stay in the ministry? Because I was doing all three simultaneously and, you know, it was too much. And I was asking God one day, please tell me what to do. And I can tell you the Holy Spirit answered and said, no, I'm not going to tell you. And I was a little shocked and said, well, why? And he said, because I've already told you 27 things to do that you haven't done. And I said, what, 27? And he said, get out some note cards and I'll tell you. And I wrote down (laughs) 27 what I thought were insignificant things that he told me to do. Now, in fact, the Holy Spirit had spoken those things to me, but I disregarded them because they weren't as important as what I really wanted to hear. And as I did those 27 things, he later spoke to me about the thing that was important. And I understood he was really serious. You'd never know when it comes to a small task or a small commandment You never know what the results and the benefits will be. A task, an assignment God gives us can be very small, but the benefits can be immense. And so I just want you to know that we can practice listening. We can practice hearing and then acting on on what we hear. You know, each of us has spiritual capacities that parallel our natural capacities. And... Our natural capacities are made complete by our supernatural capacities. So we have hearts, and we want to be perceptive of what God is saying and responsive to him. We have eyes, natural eyes. 
but we also have spiritual eyes that can see what God is doing. And not only take notice, but take action with him. Do you remember what Yeshua said? I don't do anything that I don't see the Father doing. So we also have ears that can hear. Just touch your ears. And remember, you've got spiritual ears too. And you have ears that can hearken to what the Lord is saying, that hear and do. It's my desire as we complete the month of Elul to build up all of our capacities so that it won't be said of us, you didn't have a heart that perceived. You didn't have eyes that saw. You didn't have ears that hear because in the new covenant, we will all know intimately the Lord our God. We will all grow strong in him. As we complete this month of Elul and anticipate Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in the days of awe, I want you to join me in praying that we'll, we'll really present our hearts, our minds, our eyes, our ears to the Lord. Would you join me in prayer for this? Lord, we come before you and we offer up to you our hearts. Would you open our hearts so that we might perceive and know? We offer up to you our ears that we would not only hear, but we would hear and take action on what you show us. We offer up to you our eyes that we could see, that we could see what you're doing, that we could see what you want to do, and that we could become part of your kingdom. Here on this earth. Lord, thank you for this month of preparation. Thank you that we can come before you and that you not only receive us with gladness, you restore us, you make things whole, you repair what's broken, and you renew, Lord, what has fallen. You lift up those who are falling, you heal the sick, and you give life to the dead. Let your amazing power be revealed in our lives as we seek you now. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Let's close with Aaron's blessing. Please rise. Gather together with friends or family. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha Ya'er Adonai p'navelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai p'navelecha v'yasem lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you, and the Lord protect you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his shalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Shabbat shalom.